Erica. Hey, Howard. Hi, Paul. So we were we were talking the other day. We saw I, I think it was a Google Trends thing or something. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting was there's been there's record highs in three closely related searches, and those are a fill in the blank search of why does my blank hurt. And the top three were back, knee, and shoulder. And these are at all three adjusted for, you know, population and whatever, are at all-time highs, which just floored me. I had no idea that everyone around me was in... I mean, I like to say everyone, always remember everyone around you is suffering, but I didn't realize I was actually truthful statement. I wonder if they're actually suffering more or they're... Bored, they're home, they're sitting at yeah. their computers, right? I, I, all of the above is my, my guess. I, 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 and and this wonderful, and we've talked about this before, but this wonderful, naive confidence that the that, that Dr. Google can solve my problem. It's funny, some, some patients are coming in now and apologizing. They're like, yeah. I have to apologize. I looked on Google. Isn't that I funny? I thought I was dying. Oh. Man, it's it's really interesting. As if as if they violated some doctor patient warranty thing, where it's like, dude, I'm fact checking you before I come in, and I'm really sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they do the second opinion thing. So I don't yeah, mind, sure. right? When I give them their diagnosis, I have a pad in the office. It's simple. It says what we discussed. Yeah. And I write down a bunch of keywords and send them out. You know, sure. Come on back in a week or two. Yeah. See if, so, if there's some, somebody else you'd like to talk to. Feel All free. for it. Share my share my notes, right? <laughs> so, anyway, so I thought, and we thought, I think that it would be fun to just let's just take these on, and it's for whatever. There's a bunch of different reasons that this is going on, but maybe just walk through. Let's start. What about knee? You want to start there? Sure. Let's start with the knee. I'm a big knee guy, so why does my knee hurt? And so, let's maybe start with. What is knee? I mean, and this is a weird, almost philosophical question, but what's the spectrum of what? Let's leave aside. I'm Tiger Woods, and I just blew up my leg in a car accident. But let's say, <laughs> of all the other kinds of knee pain, people tend to show up with. Give us a basket of what people come in and say. Like it aches. It feels like something's tearing. I mean, what are some of the thing, the symptom type talk you hear when people walk in, and they're saying, "Why does my knee hurt?" Yeah, that's a great question. So I'd say the vast majority of people that I see in a typical ambulatory practice have pain in the front of the knee. In the front, um, right. It tends to associate a lot with being in poor condition. It tends to associate a lot you know, with people with some early arthritic change, poor strength, etc. So front of like so front of the knee is is a is a common location, and it feels like what if it's there? If in general, I mean, obviously you can get a thousand different sensations, but if it's a con if a typical presentation with front of the knee pain is someone who says it it aches it's catching it's, it's what it's burning, burning aching annoying a lot of people will note that they have crepitus and crepitus is that crunching sound <laughs> yeah, there, right. there are some people that you hear as they're entering the room their their knees are so noisy and interestingly interesting tidbit Crepitus tends to associate more with inflammation and not necessarily with a mechanical event. Uh -huh. So it's uh -huh. not two rough surfaces rubbing together. It certainly can I... be, but it's usually not. 
Um, yeah, mine have, and you, mine have been noisy forever, so I just... <laughs> well, you got to rid people of that, because otherwise they'll try and avoid activities that... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so burning sensation. There's obviously one of the more common, or maybe not so common, maybe I just think it is, uh, is a feeling of something catching. That's, that's a typical presentation you hear a lot, or is that not particularly common? No, you do. Catching can associate with pain in the front of the knee or what we call anterior knee pain, especially in people with some arthritic or degenerative changes. You know, it it takes a lot of energy to decelerate the body. So going downstairs or downhill requires a lot more energy than going up. And if there's any pain sensation, a lot of times that knee can catch or give way. Very rarely there's a mechanical issue where something's getting caught or stuck that will make the knee give out. Of course, giving way can be associated with ligament issues, but those are far more rare. So Um, when someone says... As an example, then, let's go away from catching. You brought up the idea of the, here's an, another presentation. Is someone says this feeling like my knee is going to give way. I find that one's a really interesting presentation because years ago, I think I told you this story, one of my many ridiculous injuries. I, I was, this is a great sentence coming, by the way, so stay tuned. Here we go. I was, I was mountain biking across a teeter-totter. <laughs> yeah. Which is a sentence that you know is always followed by everything went well, uh, or the opposite, actually. So I was mountain biking across a teeter-totter, got to the middle, and the guy I was with was a guided thing up in Whistler, British Columbia. And the guide said, oh, you're doing great, dude. And, of course, immediately at that moment, I just fell off sideways in the middle of the teeter-totter. And it was over a creek, so it wasn't just over flat ground. So I went down into a creek, and there was rocks and stuff. And I landed and hyperextended my left knee backwards. I'm, like... 10 degrees, maybe? Like, really Ugh. backwards, yeah. And so I knew I had done something really bad to it. I just didn't know what. And so I, I just smiled and got all manly and said, yeah, that didn't go very well. And got on my bike and went to the bottom because I had to actually catch a plane to fly back down to San Diego for, for something. And by the time I got out of my rental car at the, at the airport in Vancouver, I basically couldn't walk. By the time I got home in San Diego, for three hours later... The knee had swollen up, and it was, you know, it was just a mess. Long story short, it was like a partial ACL tear, which is obviously a useless euphemism. But it was, it was just I was lucky in a sense. It was just a bad sprain, I suppose, if you will. And uh, but, but for like four weeks afterwards, it felt like I was like balancing on roller skates, and the roller skates were all inside my left knee. Right. So there's this constant feeling of like, whoa, whoa, can I go this way? Whoa. You know what I mean? And uh, and eventually that subsided. So that's always been what I thought people meant when they said oh, it feels like it's going to give way. But maybe that's just my version of it. Yeah. Well, you know, hyperextension injuries are rough because you can tear the PCL. You could tear the ACL. Yep. People yep. can dislocate their their knee that way. So I hate seeing those injuries. Partial ACL tears can actually cause instability. You got to subdivide these these partial injuries into those that create a stable knee or those that end in an unstable knee. So some some partial tears will create a functionally unstable knee and actually need a full reconstruction. Yeah. But – Many times, you know, the pain sensation that you have will give you a sense of giving way. 
So if you, let's say, hyperextend your knee, you go for an MRI because your knee is swollen and it hurts, and you have a feeling of giving way, there's a really good chance that once that swelling and inflammation go down and you rehab the knee, that feeling of instability is going away. Yeah, and that was 100% the case with me. I mean, it was four, three, four weeks later, but I mean, I can't, I honestly had, just when I was telling you the story, I had to try and remember which knee it was because they both feel the same. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't notice any difference anymore. And and I'll be, there was a, I forget, I think it was the second, a guy I got a second opinion from said he was actually fairly gung-ho to do something. He said, you're going to have to do something here. This is, this is probably going to be an instability for the rest of your life. And he was wrong. <laughs> so, well, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 small mercies. I was, I was glad to have that happen. So let's, uh, let's continue with the basket of symptoms and the way people present. So that's, we talked front of the knee and a little bit about back of the knee, but we can do some more back stuff. If you hear it's, you know, medial, lateral, either side of the knee, what, how common is that? And what typical sorts of things immediately pop to mind? So medial, a lot of this will depend on your age and what you do. So, right, if I have uh, a middle-aged runner, it's frequently a typical degenerative meniscus tear, or it can be some stress reaction or even a stress fracture. You can get stress fractures at the end of your femur on the inner side of the knee. You can get them on the top of the tibia. You know, just to, just to stop you for a second there, I heard an amazing story the other day about someone with a, I didn't even realize this was a thing and you just said it. So, uh, a femur stress fracture as a result, this was a, a woman I was reading about in a book who was just, who was an ultra runner, huge distances. And she had just was in the process of completing like an 11 day run through the Pyrenees and part of the Alps or something. And every day her, her, this is the end of the free public preview of the Simpla Vita podcast. For the full podcast, including a transcript and show notes, you can upgrade at simplavita.com. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional health care services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. We will not respond to requests for medical advice.